I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. I'm David Reed. This is Merrick Larwood. Hello there. You all right? I don't know about the start bit. But yeah, do you want to do it again? No, we talked about it before. But Why I don't you go... try it? We've done this before, haven't we? Yeah, we have, but try it. I feel like a... Hello, this is Film Fandango. It's a film podcast. Well, I suppose it's just a chat, really. I suppose it's two people talking. You've downloaded two strangers talking about films. None of them have any qualifications... And they don't even know why they're still making this podcast over 120 episodes. This one is David Reed. Hello. My name's Marriott Darwood. Now, how, my question to you is, how do you feel when I introduce you as like, David, you can only say hello, can't you? I can only say hello. Well, but, you, you know, the, after a while you've sort of worked out that that's your cue to where say anything you like. That works fine, doesn't it? Anyway, if you're the first person listening to this, you probably think, well, prepared to, well, you think I'm a dick, do you? <laughs> you're slowly falling in love with me. We've been to the cinema, as usual. Yeah. Um, what did you go and see? I have just come back from seeing Muppets Most Wanted. The sequel to the Muppets reboot movie starring Jason Siegel. Um, what's... Didn't he write the original as well, I think? Yeah, the reboot. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, starred in it. And got it made, I think, in the first place. It's depressing, isn't it, that Jason Siegel is bigger than the Muppets? Re- really? I think so. I think it needed him being attached for them to green light. My favourite bits, well, my, my favourite bits in the films is just when they, they do the start of the Muppet show. You know, they redo it. <laughs> and you see them all walking across through the arches. <laughs> I don't know if it's nostalgia, but it makes me really happy watching it's good, that. isn't it? Yeah, it's so, really lovely. As this is a sequel, I assume they go on a road trip of Europe. Yes, pretty much it. Um, it... <laughs> That's the rule. Film one is in Manhattan. Film two is the whole of Europe in one go. It's, it's a kid's film. It's also very knowing as well. Because they start the film which is by, by, at the very end of the old film. Yeah. And it, is, it does identify the fact that it is a, a film on several... And they're making a film on, on several occasions. Okay. So... Uh, the basic premise is, is um, the Muppets get a new agent who is played by Ricky Gervais. Dominic um, Badgie. Dom- Dominic Badgie. It's bad guy. It looks like bad guy. But anyway, yeah. Dominic bad guy, uh, played by Ricky Gervais. Um, mean, and they go on a world tour. But 
are they going on a world tour? Is there an ulterior motive for mm. doing this? And also there's another frog who's in a Russian gulag, the most dangerous frog in the world. He looks exactly like Kermit. Yeah. Um, his name's Constantine. Constantine. And uh, he's got a little mole on his face. A, different a frog with a mole on his face. Yeah. I thought it was going to be played by Robert De Niro, first of all. Because <laughs> I thought that would be really funny. But um, it it was not. Um, and there are a huge number of cameos. Three or four... The advertised ones are, you know, the Michael Caines of this film. Yeah. Appear to be... Um, uh, obviously Ricky Gervais uh, Tina Fey Tina Fey plays the person who runs the gulag and Ty Burrell Ty Burrell who... as a French uh, police officer gendarme yes, yes I laughed a lot in the trailer of him going uh, this is my car it has now been banned for its enormous size yes um, <laughs> other other cameos are Hugh Bonneville uh, Jermaine from um, the uh, Flight of the Concords. well yes. he writes all the songs you see Oh, okay. Uh, 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 Sean Coombs, Puff Daddy Man, um, <laughs> Lady Gaga, Mackenzie Crooks, Celine Dion, Salma Hayek, Tom Hiddleston, Tom Hollander, Toby Jones, Ray Liotta, James McAvoy. There are a huge number of... Um, Ray Liotta has cameoed in a Muppet film before. He plays um, the head of security in Muppets from Space. Mm. He can't get enough. He does... I don't think he's... I don't know if... He's got a weird face these days. He looks a bit like a Muppet. He looks like a Muppet who's been drinking a lot. <laughs> a Muppet that's been made of cured ham. But his eyes still have that stare that yeah. was really golden when he was younger. It's young eyes on a um, dead person's face. Can you say I'm, that? You can, you can say it, yeah. I'm really glad eyes don't age in the same way, that they don't become wrinkled. The actual skin of the eyes. Yeah, wouldn't that be creepy? Yeah, you could do that in a film. Oh, wrinkly eyes. Wrinkly eyes are coming to get you. It'll probably happen to me. Um, and there's people in... I'm looking for the cast list on IMDb, and there's people I didn't even spot uh, in... Russell Tovey, for example. I didn't even see him. Okay. Uh, in the film. Well, so... Um, is the new Muppet they introduced in the last film in it again he's in it again yeah what, Walter was it yeah really plain boring Muppet I quite liked him in the first one I thought he's his, just a sort his of, arc was quite sweet he's just a really normal Muppet to help do a bit of exposition so Constantine is the new character basically. Constantine is it's just like a bad Kermit sort of lookalike okay Not is he funny character. now the first I was quite sceptical because I thought the Muppet the franchise deteriorated slightly through the the early earlier franchise. I enjoy the Christmas Carol one; I thought it was really good. Well, Christmas Carol for me, I think, is one of those because I love Henson stuff. Grew up with it in the eighties, mm. and um, you know, was rather in awe of Jim Henson and what he'd achieved growing up and becoming a teenager and going, "Wow, this person just created this out of nothing. It didn't exist before." Yeah, and so when he died, it was really quite uh, sad. You know, quite a shock. So. For them to then go on and, you know, from an organisation that was largely one man to go on and make Muppet Christmas Carol as the most ambitious film they've ever done and it to be the best film they've ever made mm. was incredible. And I I really like all three of that era of Muppets films. Was it Treasure Island? Is it? Treasure Island, um, and uh, which is... Whether you like it is entirely down to whether you find um, Kevin... Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, sorry, the one from... Um, Kevin Bishop. 
Oh yeah, he's yeah yeah. It's, he's the kid. Whether you, well, he's young, whether you find him tolerable or not, as Jack Hawkins, and then Muppets from Space, I think is brilliant as well. Okay, the the Muppets, Jason, um, is he Seagull? You pronounce? Yeah. I thought was oh, I'm not a huge fan of Muppet films. I thought that was really funny. I thought it was a brilliant comeback film. There's with some great musical pieces. That the Man or a Muppet song. Great. And I, I thought really... the Walter's whistling um, resolution as well. The yeah. climax of his story was lovely, really well handled. It was as well. really good. The, the Muppets. I thought this, the Muppets Most Wanted, was not half as impressive. Oh, that's a shame. Not as funny. The story wasn't as interesting. Um, last week I talked about how good Steve Coogan was, and even though he's always a bit like Alan Partridge yes. in Philomena, and he's always watchable, Ricky Gervais is always David Brent from The Office. Yes. He's not a very good actor. And I don't find him amusing enough to hold the main, one of the main sort of human parts. Is he in it a lot? Yeah. I don't know. They, I don't know why they don't go less is more. The greatest success they ever had had one human being in it. Well, two when his love interest is in it as well. But everyone else is played by Muppets, mm. and that was brilliant. You know, because you focus on one person and they are the lead. Um, when it's full of you know loads and loads and loads of tiny cameos, I'm not so. I'm it not felt so like they're sure. trying to pack in so many cameos. And it was just people literally just handing over a box saying, oh, here's a box. It wasn't a funny cameo. Yeah. It was, here is a famous person. Yeah. Without any... But nonetheless, Ricky Gervais playing this agent, he's just doing his sort of... That's He's not as bad as he's in some films, but I'm not a huge fan of mm. him. Whatever. I don't like his film career. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of The Office, obviously. I think it was fantastic. And Extras I'm a big fan of as well. I really liked it. I'm nothing since... Nothing since I think sort of his cameos as the comedy Englishman are really pissing on the grave of Denim Elliot, and no one's ever been as good. I don't as, think he's as good as that. Uh, Denim, well, exactly, that's what I mean. Denim Elliot is the best comedy Englishman in American films has ever yeah. been. Yeah, I don't think he's. I just think he's lucky, isn't he? Yeah, probably. Um, and Tina Fey isn't really. I think, and looking at this, that the script missed. Maybe it is um, Jason Siegel didn't write this script. It's just not as it's not as funny. Not as funny. Is the spirit there? That's the thing. Because not really. It feels as if because uh, it's Disney now. Is it's full on Disney bought it out and it's full on. Well, they played, they now. played a, a Monsters University short at the start of it. Weird. And this film is one hour and fifty two minutes long. Long for a kids' Far film. Far too long for a kids' film. And yeah. I watched it, and there was a few parents and kids there, and the kids, no one was particularly laughing out loud. There were a few funny bits in it. Not, the kids didn't really laugh, which is quite sad. Normally you hear the adults laugh, and the yeah. kids laugh, and sometimes they laugh together. The kids are quite fidgeting around. Like the Lego movie. Yeah, there's a the couple. Ad- adults were laughing more than the kids in the Lego oh, okay. movie when I went to that. There's a couple of good songs, but it's not in the same league. I was really disappointed. How much Pepe the Prawn is there? I think he's in it for one shot, maybe. <sighs> this is the mistake Who's they your, keep is making. Is he your favourite Muppet? Yes, and he gets sort of... Um, 
In terms of billing, I guess you'd say he gets the Han Solo role in Muppets from Space. Because mm. Gonzo is the lead, and then Kermit, obviously, is big up there. But then Pepe is the funny one who everybody likes. And he's brilliant. And it's why it felt really fresh, because they'd had two successful musicals. And Muppets from Space isn't a musical. Mm. It's just... Um, where is Gonzo from is the question and they put in some new characters and it's like it felt so fresh rather than Mm. just going some more fozzy telling bad jokes you just go fozzy's adorable but it's the same joke every time they phased out quite the older characters a little bit I think yeah but why they're smaller they seem to have smaller parts because I mean you know maybe it's time I'm not saying get rid of them I'm just saying there there will be puppeteers in the Henson company who will have their own characters and ideas they've come up with, and why can't they throw them in? Why can't it grow? Why does it have to just be Kermit, Piggy, Gonzo and Fozzie every single time? It doesn't, is the answer. You should write a letter, or, I mean, you could type an email saying this to them as me. I do nothing else. They never listen to me. Also, I'm going to report a new, what I noticed. I've just come back fresh from the cinema. Is it a new cause of bad behaviour in the cinema? What's that? Phones. That's not new. But it's it's the phones... Where used to, used to be phones, the phones sound. Yes. It's now, now the light. Yeah. As people just checking Twitter or something when they're as bored. The, as the phones are so big now, they're so light mm. in the face of the phones, you just... There's a person just... Annoyed, the parents just... they Or it wasn't... I think it was two girls taking their younger... Yeah. I, I'm not saying anything about single parent families. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different podcast. But Marriage Home Truth. The woman was on her phone constantly during the film. Yeah. And it's a huge. Unbearable, when you're sitting, isn't it? When you're sitting behind them and it's in shot, it's so distracting yeah. to see some. And I thought, what are you doing? Especially since they, they tip it up at an angle yeah. so, that, so that it's actually shining more at you. If it looked like more serendipity. If it was a magnifying glass and I was an ant, I would have been killed several times over. And the cinema was the sun. And would that single parent have cared? No, they wouldn't even know. Wouldn't even have batted a single eyelid. They're too easy checking. It was scary. You just constantly check your phone during a, a film. To be fair, um, as a single parent, you uh, you do have to check Twitter a lot. Oh, dear. Uh, I don't know if anyone has had this experience. No, I have. Phone, I the have big, the big phones. I had it um, last week with Captain America. There were people in front. Looking at their phones constantly, yeah, not constantly, but I could imagine it happening. Like it's, yeah, it's not cool. But most people remember to put it on silent now. One most decent human beings never use the sound on their phone anyway. Yeah, you don't. You don't ever hear. You only occasionally see that complete prick who still has um, a sound every time he presses a button on on the bus. Always something on the train. That's always when you're trying to go and sleep on the train. Someone just just. Or some arsehole who plays a plays a video with the sound up, who's yeah. staring at it, and just kill them. What's wrong with you? Kill them. What is wrong with you? Buy kill. some headphones or fuck off. Kill them. <laughs> kill them. I, I I wouldn't have a problem with it. Realistically, how much could you would you get your say you killed someone a stranger? Yeah. It's two set situations. Someone kills a stranger. Someone kills them for having their phone noise on their phone. Is it is it a lesser sentence? Well, if someone just kills someone indiscriminately, or if they kill them for having noise on their phone, yeah. Um, well, it's both murder, isn't it? It's murder, but I'm wondering what's as. What did the first person do? They 
looking a bit funny. Oh, definitely, I think, you know, both are wrong, but I'd say the noise on the phone is more justified. So in year, in terms of uh, what sentence are you going to give me? Uh, for noise on your phone? For killing someone. <laughs> oh, I see. Um, uh, I would say I'd let you off with a warning if it's your first offence. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> if everyone kills someone who used their phone... You know what, what I think is a worse thing is um, the playing loud dance music at home uh, during the day on a weekend. Mm. Nobody wants to hear your crappy music. Well, I've thankfully I've moved because the, where I used to live, the Chilean family who moved in up the road wanted everyone to hear their music just at, from nine o'clock on a Saturday yeah. all the way through until it's God very midnight. common and you know no background music hateful hateful no one should ever make a sound ever and I'll be much happier um, anyway so <laughs> Muppet's Most Wanted yeah <laughs> it's not the most it's not going to be the most wanted film on DVD I can tell you that for sure well I'm disappointed to hear this because a friend of mine who we've had on the show uh, as a guest went to see it got an early screening who? of it uh, Martin Kavner who worked for Blinkbox oh yeah and he preferred it to the first one well I never liked him the first time I met him no I know you didn't you didn't um, it was awkward but we got through it I give this <laughs> five Marics. it's as bad as it is good yes I thought it was average and I thought yeah, go and just just watch the um Muppets meet the first one, one of the first one, the second coming of the first one, twice. Does that make sense? No, it makes no sense at all. Um, um, all right, well, that's the Muppets Most Wanted. If you if you disagree with Marek or if you agree with him wholeheartedly, then let us know and then we can pass that on. You don't just get cross that you disagree with him. Let us know and then we can readdress the balance. Email us, dearfilmfandango at gmail.com or just spout some random uh, guff on our Facebook wall, forward slash filmfandango. Or tweet us um, at Film Fandango or at Mr. David Reed or at Marek Larwood, whichever you like. We'll get it. We'll get it all. Somebody has done just that. They've written on our Facebook wall. This is from Martin Appleyard, who speaks in a posh Yorkshire, Yorkshire accent. That's, you can, you that's can me, do that basically. You, isn't it? Hang on a minute. You've been writing messages on our Facebook wall under different pseudonyms. No, no. But I have been doing an impression of uh, Martin Appleyard for uh, over 125 episodes. What's now. your normal voice? My normal voice is to talk about like this. <laughs> Do it in your normal voice then. Hello, everybody, and David. Due to the studio execs in the Hollywood are falling to possess a pair of nads. Between them, we are more likely to get a reboot or a rehash of some classic film from our childhood than any new original ideas in our cinemas these days. From this in mind, what, with this in mind, what film are you dreading the studios will look at as their next reimagining project? Mine would be the Ferris Bueller's Day Off Imagine. What it would be like with Jesse Eisenberg or Christopher Mintz Blast in the lead. Thank you. And that is from Martin Appleyard. Um, I can see why you changed your voice, David. I mean, it's for career reasons. Yeah. I get far more voiceover work doing my Martin Appleyard. Um, Do the Apple Yard, please. Um, can you get David in and tell him to come as, and, uh, as the Apple Yard? Buy condoms and flutes, because they're good things. That's Martin my advert's voice. Um, I bet his real name is something like Mark, Martin Orchard, isn't it? He's changed it. You think? Apple Yard's an orchard, really, isn't it? Pretty much. Small, York, small orchard. Just surrounded by buildings. It's a poor... It's a poor, poor man's orchard. Yeah. Um, I mean, they... Uh, 
it is a horrible, horrible feeling when they start poking their horrible reimagining noses into something you love. I mean, I think we've all basically, children of the late 70s and 80s, uh, have had most of it tampered with and sullied. Certainly Indiana Jones has been sullied, and I'd say Raiders is one of my fondest memories from childhood. Star Wars has already all been sullied, and I bloody loved that when I was a kid. If anyone touches Labyrinth or the Goonies, I will kick off. Uh, Ghostbusters, I'm worried about. Oh, the new one. Harold Ramis is dead. Bill Murray has said he won't be involved. Is it, they, they do one? Yeah, it's still going ahead. I didn't even know they were doing one. Yeah, basically the uh, the old Ghostbusters are were always going to barely be in it, and it's training up the new generation oh, so no. they can, so that they can run it as a franchise and run and run. Oh no, I didn't even know what yeah. was going to happen. Awful. I'm looking but it's been in development now. hell for years because, from what I've understood, Harold Ramis and Bill Murray had never patched things up since filming. Um, was what, it Groundhog Day? What did they? How did they fall out? Uh, just filming Groundhog Day, they f- they fell out and they they every day, for every day again and again and again. Um, but yeah, there was a, a script going around for years and years and years where um, the Ghostbusters open a portal to hell, and it's in hell is the uh, the story. But probably best to let it go, guys. Please, leave please, it. leave it, um, leave it out. Talking when I returned from uh, the cinema to see um, the Muppets Most Wanted. Yes, one of the trailers was one of the most disturbing trailers I've seen for a film. What's that? Postman Pat the movie. A big CGI fest. CGI, which defeats the whole of because Postman Pat, which is a kids' program. I'm not sure if you have this in to our three listeners in Brazil. I know he was. Uh, they couldn't sell it to Japan because he has um, three fingers, which um, and a thumb, which is a sign of being in the yakuza. That was the rumor I heard in the nineties. Bollocks. <laughs> uh, Postman Pat, which was all sort of stop motion, stop motion, sort of really beautiful, really quaint, sort of. That's whole part that yeah. almost like a train set. Well, it? like like doing CG Wallace and Gromit would be appalling. Yeah. It looks rubbish. Yeah, and uh, the voices start. Stephen Mangan's doing the voice, and they've made it. This is the worst thing. They haven't just set it in. Postman Pat lived in Greendale, which is a really village where nothing happens, and the story was always quite minimal. It's like Greendale. I think it was Greendale, wasn't Greendale it? Greendale Community College is where the TV series Community is set. Oh, really? How weird. I think it was Greendale. And it was always things like, oh, the cat's got stuck up a tree, or Ted Glenn's lost his hammer or something. Yeah. Ted Glenn was the handyman. Yeah. Uh, um, Mrs. Goggins. Um, uh, who runs the post office. Has been trapped down a well for eight weeks. And yeah. she's getting dangerously thin. So, I mean, they're the sort of stories <laughs> you get. Or the walls fall, the brick walls fall yeah. down. This was. It looks awful. It's got. It looks like terrible, cheap CGI. And what's worse was they have a talent competition in which Simon Cowbell or something God. comes to Greendale. Oh, in the why trailer do they? Keep... And it showed um, Postman Pat singing. I thought this is not. Don't ruin Postman Pat with. I hate X. Don't pollute it. Like pretty... they tried to do it with Paddington as well, didn't they? Recently, oh, it's awful, and it, just, man. it went fell by the wayside. Yeah, I mean just. Basically, leave all of our beloved stuff alone. Um, they, what was the one I heard they were rebooting? Um, Naked Gun they're doing. Uh, they're starting again. Uh, with, uh, what's his name? The guy from The American Office and um, The Hangover. Rain, uh, no. No, no, not Rain Wilson. Um, Ed, 
What's his name? I don't care. You know the middle one from The Hangover, the one I who isn't mean, Bradley Cooper or Zach Galifianakis. The guy with glasses. Yeah. I didn't really like The Hangover. No, neither did I. I thought it was sort of um, beneath me. Um, I think you should go and do a shit on it. Okay. What, right now? Yeah. Okay. Um, i tell you what, though. If you want to donate to the running of the podcast, what would you do? Well, we do all of this for free, uh, listeners. So... For every hour you've enjoyed us talking, look back over how many you've downloaded, and for every hour, why don't you give us £10? Um, <laughs> Minus the times that you don't like it. No, about don't say that. It probably works out about, about a quid. We probably owe you money. We probably owe you money. But if you'd like to donate towards our running costs, please do go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the link from there. And to everyone who has, you are heroes in our book. Um... Yes. You went to see a film. Well, I was in Stratford-upon-Avon, lovely place, uh, on my own uh, of, an, of an evening, as, as happens every now and again. And so I went to uh, Picture House Cinema, lovely one they've got there, and uh, went to see Under the Skin because I'd been intrigued by what you'd said. Jonathan Glazer, I think, is very good. I, I like Sexy it, Beast a lot. Yeah. You said it was very well made, very beautiful. You didn't know what it was about. Yeah, you can all, that's pretty much it, but I, I think I strung it out to in about five or six minutes. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought uh, I'm, I'm not, uh, <laughs> it's going to sound bad now, but I thought it was very clear what it was about. Oh, right, and what was it about? It was about, well, spoilers. Oh, maybe don't, it's spoilers, no, don't try and do it without saying what it's about. Then. Well, it's about, um, uh, it was about an alien living in Scotland, harvesting human bodies to make more aliens, who goes native when she gets empathy for a disabled man. The end. That's the entire film. End of spoilers. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was incredible. Why did you think it was incredible? I thought it was a really well-told story. I thought it was beautifully done. There were cinematic touches unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, I thought... Scarlett Johansson actually was brilliant in it. I thought she was really, really sort of hypnotically watchable and totally believable and very um, cold and alien and yet vulnerable at the same time. I thought it was spot on. I thought for what it was, it was great. It it's lingered with me. It's sort of haunted me a that bit. That one scene I won't talk about is... On the too, beach yeah, or in that, the black void. The On the beach is particularly horrible. Oh, yeah. But totally justified like it's beautifully done um no I, I thought it was really really good really good don't know if I'd want to watch it again you know did you enjoy it when you were watching it though did you yeah enjoy- yeah yeah I thought it, it perhaps had it lagged in the third act a bit I thought it maybe had a bit of um pacing issue but because once once I got what was happening, because it is very cerebral, it's almost like a dream. There are th- parts that sort of don't make sense and you've got to just interpret them. Mm. Um, but once you've got what's going on, I thought it needed to speed up a bit more than it did. But no, I thought it was sort of heartbreaking. Um, I thought it was very good. Do you very, think you might good. be an alien? I don't think I am, no. Because um, uh, I've got a working vagina. I've never had to look up there with a light. Okay, okay. Well, I've got a letter about this. If you few, haven't seen the film, that's a, few a very spo- weird thing a few to say. spoilers here. Yeah. It's quite odd, though, so you can't really have any spoilers. I think what's... You could say there's spoilers about Under Your Skin, but more, it's it's not really about the story, it's about the tone, I suppose. Mm. 
Anyway, here's an email from Sheila Larkin. She's from Dublin. Here we go. Hi there, two men and a dog. We're not, uh, uh, Buddy's not here again this week because we're... He's nearby. Where is he, you know? He's, um, he's up at um, uh, Finsbury Park with the dog sitter, so he's nearby. Oh, okay. Hi there, two men... Uh, Irish, Dublin's what that is more... Dublin. Dublin. Hi there, two men and a dog. Under the skin, Scott Johansson driving around Glasgow in a white van, preying on single men. An unlikely setup, but for me, I thought, I think it worked. I was glued to the screen the whole way through. As it went from one unlikely t- turn to another, myself and my partner had been discussing the film at various points these last few days. It really left an impression on us. It took these few days to process. And while the film does have its flaws, we both agree on the whole it was a success. The score deserves a special mention. It's set to tone perfectly. <laughs> I like that sentence. Perfectly. The music was still going round my head in the next morning. Special effects are used sparsely, but tremendous effect, and shockingly, most of the time. As for the rest of the audience, two people left. A fair dodger came in halfway through, sat through five minutes in front of the road, and left again. A few unlikely moments raised titters from the audience. When leaving, it was apparent that most of the audience were delighted to have seen scarlet naked, women included, probably because their figure was realistic as well as being quite attractive. I recommend it. Recommend that? I look forward to hearing what you guys think about it too. Thanks, Sheila Dublin. I mean, I think it's it's sort of unprecedentedly brave, isn't it, for a um, an A-lister of her reputation, of her, you know, she's in the biggest franchise mm. that's in cinemas at the moment to do full frontal nudity. I mean, most of them don't give it away for a small budget film. <laughs> she's beautiful. She's beautiful, I think. But she's, but she's right. She's got she's got a untraditional figure for. Hollywood A-lister. You know, she's sort of got... She's got short, uh, big thighs. Um, hmm. But there you go. I, you know, it's interesting. I, it, it's totally sort of justified as well. I mean, it's important. It's about physicality. You couldn't do it without that, could no, you? No, you yeah. couldn't. You couldn't have done it. Hmm. So, I think... Um, we enjoyed it. <laughs> You're tired, aren't I'm you? I'm still quite tired because of the building. Everywhere, I just want quiet. And I want building to stop everywhere. Can they, someone just please do that? Make the builders stop. They always, uh, they always build in April. Why? Because the new financial year starts. They mostly build in March and it runs over to April because all of the government departments need to spend their budgets or they won't be allowed the same budget next year. So they plough it all into uh, road maintenance in March. Oh, yes. I'm I'm going to call this road fiasco and make a film about it. Road fiasco. Road fiasco. Um, So there we are. That is... Films. That is films. Good night. And what do we say at the end of the podcast? Thanks for being our friends. No, no. This. Keep Keep watching watching the the films. films. Bye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.